0: Hello, and welcome to the Poetry Exchange. My name is Fiona Bennett.
1: And my name is Michael Schaefer. Lovely to be back with you again. Thank you for joining us.
0: It was brilliant that last time you and I were together, Michael, and doing the voiceover that went with the last episode, we sought to invite people in particular to be in touch and nominate a poem that's been a friend to them. And it was wonderful that quite a few people have done that. So just thanks to everybody out there who has taken the time to take a look at the website visit the nominate page and tell us about those poems because we've been introduced to some new poems that we didn't know and it's fantastic to be able to add those to our archive
1: yeah it's been really great hasn't it and um, we've had some lovely feedback from the last episode if you do want to get in touch we will always try and get back to you um, not necessarily immediately but we will we will get back to you so thanks We mentioned at the beginning of last month's episode that we'd been in Durham recently having some conversations, and this month's episode features one of those conversations. And it's a Carol Ann Duffy poem. Um, It's the second time we've had one of Carol Ann's poems nominated to us. And she's coming towards the end of her laureateship. Is that right, Fee? It's a 10-year appointment?
0: It is indeed, and this is her last year.
1: So yes, terrific to be able to, to feature another one of her poems.
0: You'll be listening to Andrea and John talking about Last Post by Carol Ann Duffy, the poem that's been a friend to Jackie.
2: Oh, a Carol Ann Duffy poem. Yes, I really, really love Karen Underfield. Yeah, I do too. And and I've seen her um, read things a couple of times, and um, they had a very strong effect on me. And um, what I really love about this is something that she does quite a lot, which is about talking about time going in the other direction.
3: Would you like to read it to us?
2: Okay. In all my dreams, before my helpless sight, he plunges at me, guttering, choking, drowning. If poetry could tell it backwards, true, begin that moment shrapnel scythed due to the stinking mud. But you get up amazed, watch bled, bad blood run upwards from the slime into its wounds. See lines and lines of British boys rewind back to their trenches, kiss the photographs from home. Mothers, sweethearts, sisters, younger brothers not entering the story now to die and die and die. Dulce, no. Decorum, no. Pro patria mori. You walk away. You walk away. Drop your gun, fixed bayonet, like all your mates do too. Harry, Tommy, Wilfred, Edward, Bert, and light a cigarette. There's coffee in the square, warm French bread, and all those thousands dead are shaking dried mud from their hair and queuing up for home. Freshly alive, a lad plays Tipperary to the crowd, released from history. The glistening healthy horses, fit for heroes, kings. You lean against a wall, your several million lives still possible and crammed with love, work, children, talent, English beer, good food. You see the poet tuck away his pocketbook and smile. If poetry could truly tell it backwards, then it would. That is an amazing poem. It was written because the last two First World War soldiers died quite recently. They died kind of within a week of each other. Yeah. And, and she wrote a poem to commemorate that. They oh, were both okay. called Harry. Oh,
4: okay. um, oh.
2: and, and it was just to record that, that, that event, really. And all those black and white films we've seen of the war Mm. and and that sense of them being played backwards, it really gets me. And this thing about, I think as you get older as well, looking back over your life like that, that sense of, you know, you you can't go back, you you know, but you want to very often Mm. and you want to relive things and you want to rewind things too. So I think it means more to me now than it would 20 years ago or 30 years ago.
4: You can just see it visually, the boys getting up from the field, yeah. the, the mud drying, the, uh, yeah, the backwards backwards
2: into a, a, a life they once knew. It. Yes, I, I, I love that about, you know, when you're young, you've got several million lives, lives that are possible and you don't know yeah. which, which one's going to happen. And, and one of the things I really like is about the, the, f- the first two lines, which I, I'm guessing you probably recognise are from a poem by Wilfred Owen. So she's lifted those, and then she mentions Wilfred later mm. in the poem. And that Harry, obviously, is like the two soldiers who had finally died in their 90s. Um, oh, wow, yeah, to make that connection. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's about the past, but really about the present. And I, you know, I always, when this thing about at the end, you see the poet tuck away his pocketbook and smile, and it's his pocketbook, and obviously she's writing as a woman. So is that Wilfred Owen tucking away his pocketbook? It's a a male gaze upon this, isn't it? And what is a very male environment, but she's writing it as a woman. And I think it's interesting that she sees it almost in a different way to a man would about this thing about if you could only go backwards and bring them all to life again. Um, And of course he he died, didn't he? Right at the very end of the war. So he was one of the boys who didn't go home and didn't have his several million lives still possible. When did you first read this poem? It was it was in the Guardian at the time that these two mm. two old soldiers died,
1: mm.
2: and um, they the Guardian al- almost always publishes her poems when she does them to commemorate mm. um, sort of national events and stuff. And it stopped me in my tracks actually. I, d- I thought it was so clever, and I thought it was so touching, and and I thought it had something to say to to everybody really and then funnily enough more recently this thing about rewriting history in a different way has kind of started to mean something else to me as well it's like because we see it all the time don't they people you know the pe- people in power are trying to rewrite history mm. in different ways and you can almost imagine this being said about something like the vietnam war mm-hmm. about it being reversed and and i remember reading uh, um many years ago about in surveys of young people in America, they thought they won the Vietnam War because of all the films that had been made about it. And I think, you know, because we're in quite a dangerous situation, I think, with truth not really meaning... Yes, <laughs> not yes. meaning a lot to some people mm-hmm. anymore. And at the end, it says, "If, if poetry could truly tell it backwards, and what is that truly? Mm-hmm. Because if you told it backwards, of course, it wouldn't be true, would it? You know, it's all conditional, isn't it? If it would you know, if it could and it can't.
4: I'm wondering what, what personally kind of drew you. It's a different time and a different place, yeah. and yet you're relating it to the present, which is yeah. so fascinating. Did you also, did it resonate with you on a personal
2: basis yeah. too? Yes, about, about things that I have regretted or people that I have lost that I wish I could go back with and, and I suppose those people only now exist in your head and you remember them there's like a little film reel of that person yeah. doing something and you can replay it and you can replay it it is about, uh, about the loss of somebody and wishing that I could go back and, and for, it to have, for the story to have played out differently
4: What do you do with that regret? I mean, we all feel that sometimes. Mm -hmm. In this poem, I I think you're so right. It's talking about it, you know, people that lived before our time, and yet it's still so true today, uh, you know, whether we apply it to wars or just to our Mm -hmm. personal lives. And yet she doesn't really give us an answer in a Mm -hmm. way. She commemorates the lives and makes us remember regret. Mm -hmm. What do we do with it? I don't know the answer
2: to that. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, personally, it's really important to remember things and people, even when you can't do anything about it, Mm. you know, uh, because I think um, I've certainly met people who have sad memories in their lives and they deal with it by never thinking about it and they just don't want to and it's too painful and Mm. all the rest of it. And so it's kind of, it denies the truth of it, doesn't it? And this is kind of about truth. and I think this is a kind of mature person's poem, isn't it? Somebody mm-hmm. who's lived and understands about all the past that's behind them rather than the future in front of them. And that acceptance of, you know, there are things that have happened which are really sad and you can't do anything about it. But maybe it's about honouring yeah. them as well. I'm just, I mean, it's just kind of off the top of my head, but if you remember somebody, you honour them, don't you? And she's honouring Wilfred Owen by quoting from his poetry. Um, yes. Yeah, it's, it's so urgent. Remember, remember, remember. Yeah, remember, so she's remember. commemorating him, yeah, and yeah. she's commemorating the event and the two soldiers who had died. In, you know, there's a lot of commemoration in here. But not in the you know, that thing, in the, when she quotes from his poem about dolce decorum est, you know, it's like, no, it was, it's, it's not beautiful, and it's not honorable to die for your country. So she's, she's remembering it, but not, not in the kind of official way. Hmm. Just, she is literally, like you were saying, just saying what a damn shame this was and what a pity we can't rewind it and do something about it.
3: The, mm-hmm. only, thing that, the only thing that really, that would be better would be to reverse it.
2: Mm-hmm. And
3: actually, actually, the act of writing it is a way of reversing yeah. it. Not in reality, mm-hmm. but at least in writing it, yeah. she's yeah. saying this is how it was before. Mm-hmm. This is the lives these yeah. people lived. Yeah. This is the joy that was in those yeah. lives. Yeah. This is, the, this is the beauty, this is yeah. the everything that was there. Which seems to me to be a bit like how you're talking about if there's you know someone that isn't there in our life anymore where we might have regret, there is still the possibility of remembering.
2: Mm. When you say that, it makes me think she's almost done this herself, really, hasn't she? Because even if you didn't know this poem and you read it once, and you think, oh, that poem where the film's going backwards, you know, because it's so very memorable, that kind of idea. It just becomes almost part of how you think about things because she's written it down in really, really simple words. Um, Simple,
4: and yet it's almost like, for example, seeing the blood go back into the wounds and then the boys back in their trenches. There's something almost more memorable than seeing it all played forward mm-hmm. you really yeah you, you really, really think
2: about yeah the moment of it makes it strange doesn't yeah, it, it does. and that thing yeah. about you know something we all know we all know about mm-hmm. this but you're right it makes it strange by mm-hmm. thinking of it backwards and it's yeah. not it's not you, you can't just kind of brush it off as right, a, a right. normal thought like oh yeah i know about that i know about that yeah. but you see it backwards, like sometimes when you see something from a different camera angle or whatever mm. and, and you think, oh my goodness, I, ne- I didn't see that before, I didn't yeah. think of... I just accepted it before. It does make me think about something in particular, and that is about the death of my mother. and. And I think you know sometimes you read something or maybe you see a film or whatever, and it upsets you a lot, and you don't really realise why it's upset you at the time. But then afterwards you think, oh yeah, I know, because it reminds me of this. So I don't think when I first read this that it made me think that, but because I loved it and I reread it and reread it, and I always got upset about it, and and then I think I realised that that is the thing that it makes me sad about. I just... Uh, the pathos in it just strikes me as being so, yeah. you know, the loss of those boys' innocence and the war was such a loss of innocence as well. And... I don't know. It's, but I I just did realise that I had a, a very emotional response to it the first time I read it. But it took me quite a long time to realise why exactly. I felt so emotional about it. Because on, on first sight, you'd think, well, you know, the war is terrible. But not something that, that affected, you know, me, obviously. Um, but that feeling, that feeling that you can't really put into words about regret and wishing you could go back is just something that I knew was about something else right. in me.
3: And it's it's the amazing power of the poem to do that to us. and. In, in the first encounter, you know, a, a poem of the war mm. and of that war and that is remembering and looking back to that and the poetry of that. And through that, because th- what that really is mm. about is about loss, yeah. is about terrible loss that mm. shouldn't have happened <laughs> in dreadful circumstances in this case, to whatever it was there for you to, 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 to have found mm. a, a very, very Personal and an authentic connection for yourself in your life.
2: Well, it's you know, it's 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 something I, you know, I've I've there's not been a day gone by that I haven't thought about it. It was over 40 years ago. Mm -hmm. So the ability of something like poetry or a song or something like that to to in a sense kind of um, ambush you (laughs) to to continue the 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 military kind of thing. You can be ambushed by stuff that you. You know a second ago you were might have been quite cheerful about about something oh, but yeah. um you know that's um and and maybe i'm sure that's true for all of these you know the mothers, the sweethearts, the sisters, the younger brothers you know i 'm sure they were ambushed by the these losses mm. equally um, and and constant till till the day they died
3: but jackie that 's what makes this very special and like because it's making you remember. Mm. And I think that's what you came in saying very strongly from the beginning, was we can't not look mm. back.
4: Yeah. But we don't want to be ambushed by the the pain or the grief, and yet beyond that, or before that, is a sort of sanctified place in a way, you know, when the boys were still alive and mm. when your mother was still alive and the the place of where life was normal, that sort of
2: before versus the after. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? Because on things like memorials and stuff, you know, the thing about they shall not grow old, mm. like that is the only consolation right, for all right. of those boys that, you know, they, they never grew old and right. they were always remembered in their in their heyday, in their youth. and And that's always seemed to me a really Incredibly small consolation yes. for not having had th- the rest of their life. Right, but, right. but that feeling still, you know, things like, you know, we, we look back at, you know, the beautiful people like James Dean or whatever, mm. people who died young, and, yes, and, yes. and th- that's almost part of the myth about those people, isn't it? That they, yes, they were yeah. always beautiful and always, it's you true, know, the whole... an icon. Yes.
3: And that, in the third stanza, that I feel to me as I read it is what's happening so beautifully is it's saying, it's, it's, a, it's a playing back of things that have happened and that have ended, yeah. but in playing it back, the walking through the square, the eating of bread, the shaking yeah. off, it's saying, look what could have been,
2: yeah.
3: look what was, it's over, look what more there could have been simple Mm -hmm. as that and
2: and I'm not getting like a lot of hopefulness from this but Mm -hmm. it's just occurred to me when you said that that you know for some lads of course they did shake the dried mud from their hair and they Mm -hmm. did go back home and for a a small but I'm I've never thought about that part of it before and it's not really implicit in the words but but for some of course they did and they did still have several million lives still possible Mm -hmm. and they did do those things but Everything was ruined for them, really, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. they were never the same again, and and actually, n- so often never spoke of it. And here's, mm. you know, it is the poets and, and stuff who have spoken for those people, haven't they? Um, I've given those words in my reading and stuff that lots of people came home and never mentioned it again. Mm. You know, even though they must have been traumatised in ways we can't imagine, but they they never had words to say about their experience. So I think it's really important that other people try to describe that. And it feels completely sincere, doesn't it? This, yeah, absolutely. this is yeah. absolutely a sincere kind of re- regret and honoring of these people who lost their lives. And there does there doesn't seem to me that, you know, It's it's a clever poem, if you like, but it's Mm -hmm. not trying to be clever. It strikes me as being so sincere.
4: Yeah, honest
2: and yeah. yeah. True. True. True.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Keep
2: keep coming back to the true. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Last post. In all my dreams. Before my helpless sight He plunges at me Guttering Choking Drowning If poetry could tell it backwards True Begin that moment shrapnel scythed you to the stinking mud But you get up Amazed Watch bled bad blood run upwards from the slime into its wounds See lines and lines of British boys rewind back to their trenches, kiss the photographs from home. Mothers, sweethearts, sisters, younger brothers not entering the story now to die and die and die. Dulce, no. Decorum, no. Pro patria mori. You walk away. You walk away, drop your gun, fixed bayonet, like all your mates do too, Harry, Tommy, Wilfred, Edward, Bert, and light a cigarette. There's coffee in the square, warm French bread, and all those thousands dead are shaking dried mud from their hair and queuing up for home. Freshly alive, a lad plays Tipperary to the crowd, released from history. The glistening, healthy horses fit for heroes, kings. You lean against a wall, your several million lives still possible and crammed with love, work, children, talent, English beer, good food. You see the poet tuck away his pocketbook and smile. If poetry could truly tell it backwards, then it would.
1: That was John with the gift reading at the end there.
0: Our thanks to Caroline Duffy for allowing us to feature the poem on this month's episode and indeed to Jackie for giving us permission to share the conversation with you.
1: As well as to everyone up at Durham for making us feel so welcome and for allowing us to use the beautiful chapel at St Chad's. So I'm holding in my hands a copy of Caroline Duffy's new collection, Sincerity, which is published by Picador. We'll include a link so that you can uh, all rush out and buy that. I've not had a chance to look at it. It's yours, in fact, Fiona.
0: I literally have got it this morning. It's just come onto the shelves this very last 48 hours. It's amazingly exciting to see it, and I'm really looking forward to reading all the poems.
1: And she's also edited an anthology of war poems, is that correct? Is it First World War poems? (laughs)
0: It's an anthology of poems which honours those who have made sacrifice in wars of all times.
1: Mm. And what's that called?
0: Armistice. And that's published by Faber and Faber.
1: It just remains for us to say thank you, as always, for listening. We only do it because people listen. Um, (laughs) Please do share with your friends, follow us on Twitter, and we have a donate button on our website, so if you can give anything big or small, it really makes a difference.
0: So wherever you may be as you're listening and whatever time it is, we wish you a peaceful rest of day or night, and we look forward to being back with you next month with the next episode of Poems as Friends. Thank you for listening.